What do I know with me, Joanne Pei, where I continue to find answers to what I do not know. And today's topic is a really challenging one because it's all about the metaverse. I didn't think I need to know anything about the metaverse until I decided to have this pre-call chat with my guest today. My guest today is Belle Bay. She's a lawyer turned entrepreneur, a co-founder and a CEO of one of Singapore's top AR companies, Buzz AR. You might have heard of them. It started as an immersive tech company and is now poised to be Southeast Asia's first metaverse setup that has scaled online gaming, virtual reality, augmented reality, and much, much more. If you're watching the YouTube version, you can tell that I'm reading off my cue card because this is really quite a difficult topic for me. So I think we should just dive right into the conversation and speak with Belle. Hi, Belle. Yeah. <laughs> hi. Hi, Joanne. Thank, thank thanks for having me. Thank you so much for taking time to do this. The metaverse has always been very elusive to me. I've heard so much about it, don't really know what it is about, don't think I should care about it. But as with what we want to do with this podcast, it is to learn more and to challenge what is difficult. And this is a really difficult topic for me. So I think we got to start by kind of defining what is the metaverse. Also for my listeners and viewers who also might be at the same stage of understanding as I am. <laughs> you you will be surprised. Uh, some are really savvy. Yes. Um, overall, uh, metaverse, it, it just means that it's an extensive online world okay. where people dial in uh, via their digital avatar. or like. But our differentiation is that we believe in the real world applications first metaverse. Mm. Um, or offline first metaverse where we incorporate the offline elements, the bricks and mortar, for example, to really give them a metaverse strategy so they can prepare themselves and get benefited from this wave. Mm. Mm. In a very simple layman term, mm. metaverse is a virtual world, mm. right? But then I think we you also did mention to me during our pre-call that it needs to fulfill certain criteria. Mm. What are those criteria? Yeah, it needs to fulfill three criteria. Uh, first is immersive. Uh -huh. Second is interoperable. Uh -huh. And uh, last but not least, it has to be persistent. Okay, we probably have to define this also for the audience. Immersive, I guess it's quite uh, easily understood, right? The whole experience of being in that world mm. that could be created uh, or experienced through the form of goggles, mm. right? Uh, did I miss out on what that could mean, immersive? Depending on uh, who, who, who is the person, right? Uh, we think that the metaverse right now is not fully shaped yet. Okay. So uh, whether we need the goggles or not um, is questionable. Mm. Um, yeah, but Immersive, it simply also means that you are, you are being put in a, an environment mm. that usually you just uh, can't really feel it like if you are in this kind of physical world. Mm. It's a completely um, different um, and also the senses are all being triggered. It's a really brilliant environment. Therefore, why the metaverse is even famous. 
Okay, so that's the first definition. The second definition is interoperable. Mm. So what does interoperable mean? Oh yeah, my favorite. So <laughs> yeah, so we have fashion brands that come to us, right? They want to virtualize their physical goods, mm. and we give them a second life by virtualizing thirty to fifty of their physical goods. We turn them and give them a second life, and right now they can. Remarket not only their physical goods, but also the virtual goods that we have created, which is a replica of the physical good. And right now, let's say this fashion brand, let's say a, a sneaker, a pair of sneaker, a player can travel from virtual world A to virtual world B to virtual world C using the same pair of sneaker. I see mm, that. Doesn't happen now yet, right? Because as of now, you uh, in virtual A, you have to sort of create an account and log in in virtual A, and then if you want to go to virtual B, you actually have to create another account and log in and go to virtual B. So you can't really travel from virtual A to B, right? Where I mean, not to even mention wearing the same pair of sneakers from A to B, <laughs> right? As as your your avatar can't even travel. Yeah, you, you yeah. got to create two separate avatars, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, but that is the ideal. The ideal. Yeah. For a metaverse to exist, which is you, then that would mean you don't, you you just have one account, and then you can just use this one account, one avatar to go to all the worlds, right? If, if, ideally, if by, by inter uh, by the meaning of interoperable. Yeah. Ideally. Ah. Okay. And then the last one is persistent. Mm. Okay. So, what does persistent mean? Yeah. It it means that a player, right, when they let's say participate in a game. They leave something. Let's say they leave a feedback on the AR billboard, um. and when they finish the game, they end. They let's say they end the game. The same information, the same feedback that was left on the AR billboard, will still be seen by another players, and it will not be removed. Oh, I see. Yeah, mm. that means the information is never removed, and every player can see the same information. It's persistent. Ah, okay, and that also could mean that even after you leave the game, the world continues, right? Like if it's day right now when you left the game, actually the game will continue tonight, and then tomorrow when you log in again, it's actually day two already in that world,、mm. right? Yeah, it goes on and on. Okay, so for these three things, for in order for the metaverse to qualify as a metaverse. These three criteria has to be fulfilled, but obviously, I think one of it interoperable is not yet quite there yet. Yeah. But then we still hear this term a lot. <laughs> yeah. So what is it? Yeah, because、um, interoperable is a really hard one、uh, because it involves a lot of、uh, power struggle. You you are asking, let's say, virtual world A to give up their their power. If you think about it deep down, to virtual world B or virtual world C,、mm. such that everyone can can just roam around all these virtual worlds, when it you you have like power and also、uh, authority resources all is involved, is is going to be tough for anyone to just give up that power and hence interoperability is not yet there. So since we haven't quite achieved. The metaverse for what it's supposed to be yet, 
I guess the 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 real ideal way of the metaverse would probably be years and years away. Why does it matter? Why do we need the metaverse? Yeah, um, I think it involves um, the human needs. Is because um, as a whole, right? Right now, we have evolved such a way that if you just give them a product, it will never be good enough. Because humans, as a even human is very complex, so we really reach a point that we demand a lot more. Mm. Like we need a lot more sensors to be triggered, for example, to get to satisfy to fulfill mm. human needs as a whole. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the way I look at it, I think it's like uh, back in the day, right? Uh, we can get from one place to another by walking. And it's okay, you know, we can we can do fine, we can live well, you know, we, 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 we survive. But then along the way, we realize we need something faster, right? Then we start developing, you know, wheels, we use animals to help us. And then after that, we realize, hey, we can move even faster. Then we have steam powered, we have, you know, all these different automobile transportations that, that gets invented. And then now, of course, you know, from, from patrol cars, now we have electric cars, you know, we, we talk about efficiency and all that. So the way I look at it, it's like, you know... He, it's part of that human need to evolve and to progress. And with progression, it comes new things. New things that could be unimaginable for that particular group of people at that point in time. Yeah. But it's the future. So, uh, in a way, whether I like it or not, you know, as much as I fear the metaverse and, and what it brings and my unfamiliarity with this whole topic, I think we still need to care about it. Mm. Because it sounds from what you're describing that it is the future. And it does look like quite an attractive future as well. One of the things that you talked about during our pre-call was uh, that I really liked was the fact that you are not looking to replace the real world mm. with the metaverse. Because that, that's also a big concern. And that was the first thing that actually worries me when people was telling me about metaverse. I was like, what, what do you mean? Like... I go into this fake, or not, I shouldn't say fake, but I go into this make-believe world, then I make friends there, I buy houses. It's, it's not real. Then what about the real-life, you know, experience of sitting down with you and, and chatting and, you know, and the touch points and all that? Like, I don't want this to go, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we started off uh, that way, right? We, so we started off by building a complete digital environment where people dial in to play games. But as soon as I sort of like, um, so I, I earned my way, right? I became a co-founder of the company. Then I told my co-founder, I said, look, we are not going to do the, that easy way. We are going to bring in real world applications to this, whatever, like the virtual world that you are building. We are going to make sure that real world application first, offline first elements are in our metaverse. And I think that there are not enough people doing it. So I'm glad that you start speaking about this. Okay, before we go there, I guess we probably also need to understand a little bit about what got you interested in the metaverse. So I first went to UC Berkeley to take like a master's program. Then I told my dad... In what? In law and technology. Oh. Uh, then I told my dad, no, no, I'm, I'm not like uh, resigning all this thing to, to play games, but rather I, I study 
because my dad likes to hear all this <laughs> all this like studying and all this like um so yeah that's how i sort of like uh escape and i went to the us so then i um study uh law and technology the law portion i took a uh, privacy law blockchain because that was like the hottest topics back then mm-hmm. then the technology portion that was ar vr blockchain as well because blockchain is in between both mm-hmm. yeah then that's how i sort of like started my own company mm. bus ar mm. for year and right now look at me <laughs> four with, years with plus Ken, later. i mean you you just started with playing his games yeah and so by um that was like about Uh, 2015, right? I start, I played the game for like about three years plus. Uh, work for him shamelessly as uh, as his uh, VR model. <laughs> Until today, whenever I look at that video, right, I I'm like seriously ashamed because a little bit of mixed feeling. One on one part, I'm I'm shameless. On another part, I said, please don't show me that video. <laughs> oh, what is this VR video model thing? Oh, okay. Because back then, right, he told me all his audience is like female. Then, uh, like, they are like those, uh, mostly, mostly are like those uh, ladies probably in 40s. Oh. Okay. Then, then he thinks that I'm quite suitable to be the model. Then I was like happy. I thought like I must be pretty that he invited me to be the model. Okay. <laughs> then it turns out that He said no because you look very friendly, like approachable okay. to the ladies, like his uh, female audience. I'm like, this is not what I want to hear. <laughs> so what did you do as a model? Oh, so I sort of like have to show my. It's almost like the YouTuber right now. A lot of people they play games, demonstrate their experience. Then people will sort of like watch them, right? But back then it's more like I just play the games. So I show from a user point of view how to cook, how to. How to play the game? Oh, yeah, yeah. I see. That that was like back in 2015. We we have done that. So you knocked on his door. Oh, so he because you <laughs> said you you were just a player, and then how did you get in touch with him? Yeah, luckily, I mean to 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 give the a really full story was that when I wanted to sort of like at at first it's just about play games, and he's my childhood friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the the best part about this childhood friend, I was very curious, because he sort of like don't need to work, but he's like almost like the most successful one among our circle. And I was like, hey, Apin, you should go and you know find out your cousin, um, your your best friend. Like my, that was my cousin, lah, Apin. Then only he he showed us ah this that this game that he's developing. Then I I volunteered. I said I want I want to learn about this. And in turn, I can work for you for free. Mm. <laughs> That's how I got into this. So daytime, I was like a lawyer, mm. uh, but evening or like weekends, I work for Ken for free mm. for three years. <laughs> mm. Okay, so that was when you were playing and w- working for him at the same time. Yeah. Before you even decided that you're just gonna quit your day job and and mm. go into this full time. Back then, I mean, I was just curious. I never thought that I would. Really go and resign, and even when I wanted to resign, right, I took such a calculated risk that I have to first go and sign up a master's program. Then only, okay, plus keep another eighteen months of salary. To in order to sort of like uh, re- resign and and do all this because I know that startup is so prone to failures. Mm. 
But then, you know, for you to, that, that push, right? Mm. That, 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 that thing that pushed you from deciding, okay, I'm just going to do this. What was it? Mm. Because it doesn't gel with my personality. What? You mean law? As in like, because as a lawyer, right, people expect you to be very... <laughs> perfect. Like perfect, that's one. Secondly, like you have to uh, put a poker face most of the time. Depending on settings, I'm not saying every firm is like that. Depending on which companies as well. But generally, you have to behave in a very professional way. Mm. I'm not saying like I'm not professional, but I cannot put a poker face like just throughout the whole 12 hours. Mm. I, I really want to embrace who I am as a person mm. because life is very short. Mm. I just keep putting that poker face and then what? Then next thing, 55. And next thing, I'm going to die soon. So mm. I don't want that. I don't want that regret. And I was like questioning myself, what if I fail, right? If I start this, then I fail. It's okay. Ah. Worst case scenario, because as a kid, I came from a really humble background. Born and raised in Malaysia. Uh, in fact, in a really small town called Sungai Petani. So I really just want to be the best version of myself, right? And I was like questioning myself, if I stick to my own mission, that means I should be bold. That means I should make a change. And yeah, it was a journey where I was the first one to attend university in my whole of uh, family history. So I want to push our DNA such that the next generation will believe that they can do better because Bell has has reached this level mm. and they can push further. I want them to be the really their best version of themselves. Mm. This is why ultimately why I do what I do right now. Mm. So you decided to quit being a lawyer to go into this full time and then you talked about how it has... Um, it, it, the, the push factor was really you were not able to be yourself, like the person that, whom you are. Ha, has this whole gaming experience allowed you to, to sort of accept and come to terms with who you are? Gaming, right? I must say, like it or not, today we live in two different worlds. So the different, the, the first world is our day-to-day, -day, mm. you know, like yourself, mm. then another world is where we have like your, your yourself, like with your family, probably. Your like private self. Your private self and you can chill. So yeah, so like it or not, gaming have just really polarized this towards even uh, more. more. And personally, I think that when I when I like play games, I get to be myself. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. So you're saying you don't get to be yourself in a private setting with your family and yeah. friends? In a private setting, yes as well. But through gaming it just gives you another perspective. La. But imagine today if, if you dial in with your avatar and I dial in with my avatar, that will not be... It will instantly, we will be friend. Okay. Because you are comfortable that like you have your own privacy with your avatar. I have my own avatar. So then from there, we develop some sort of a relationship. Then from there, probably we can meet in person 
something like that. Mm. So gaming, it, it has some use cases that, in fact, one of my friend got married through playing games, both of them. Oh, mm. wow. That's very a different way of dating, actually, mm? in, in that sense. So so if we come back to talk about the metaverse, um, one of the advantages of it would be, as you said, it allows you to boost your confidence, mm. right? Because you... Um, you 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 are even I think if I think about it even for myself mm. if I'm one of those uh, public figures who are a little bit who have to be conscious of how I am because mm. you know of certain things that I say might have an impact on other people and all that uh, I I would be a bit more guarded or I could be a bit more careful with how I carry myself mm. but then in the gaming world I could just let loose yeah. and, and be who I want to be and in the same way I guess. For someone like uh, who is who is um, uh, not in the public uh, under the public scrutiny, they could also feel that 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 easier accessibility to like a public figure or celebrity or whoever mm. in in that metaverse space, right? Since you are talking about the benefits of gaming, uh, what are some of the other advantages of the metaverse? Mm. Yeah, so we have uh, enterprise companies that came to us to to. <laughs> they wanted to build their own uh, metaverses. O the obvious one is also involving the fact that they can um, increase their productivity. Mm. Um, how? is For example, like right now, they don't need to fly in like, let's say 700 people to Singapore and spend hell a lot of money mm. to really uh, do that kind of like uh, meetings. Right now, imagine we can just open our laptop and you know, everyone or like wear your goggles or whichever way that you prefer then we can just have like a a meeting through like for example horizon world vr chat there are so many platforms out there oh my gosh i kept promoting all <laughs> all other names but yeah so it's the productivity efficiency mm. um that metaverse can bring to the world uh i think it can be quite cool when you wear a pair of thing and then I turn around and I see like George Clooney is next to me. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's kinda like what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Being in the same space wearing goggles, like I like you don't need to fly George Clooney here, but then you know, you still can experience what it's like to be with him. Or I mean in that setting. So I find joy in seeing like the metaverse applications that we have developed. People giggle, people can be very comfortable with who they are so i keep i kept showing like a lady uh that uh, did this uh, face to avatar experience the pop-up metaverse experience at skip right she laughs so you know so loud and she just don't care about anyone then she get her avatars in real time in real life right this is what exactly metaverse can provide is it, it sparks joy mm. at the same time it gives people that kind of a different, a, a novel experience. This was first uh, made, sort of like debut um, at London Tech Week. So Deputy Prime Minister uh, DPM Heng, right? <laughs> he uh, he was uh, almost the first first few lah, huh, that have uh, generated his avatars. And he was like, oh, you make me look so young. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really all this... Um, all these little things mm. that people experience, then they giggle, they laugh. All this experience really um, like energize me mm. to do what I'm doing right now. Okay. Any other benefits uh, of, of the metaverse that you think you can share? 
there there were also cases where I talked to those uh, skip teenagers, for example. They really get to be themselves mm. when they uh, they are in the metaverse, and also the fact that they get to express themselves. Right now, a lot of uh, our users, right, all this UGC that they have created, they want to see themselves like appear on a big billboard. Mm. And we our experience, we allowed them to do that. So we, we want to um, sort of like pioneer the bus of the week, which is we allow everyone, like every week, we will receive like some submissions, like all this experience. Some of them, um, whichever that we find it like the most creative and also the most authentic, we will show them on the big billboards, like our partner's billboard mainly. We allow them to express themselves in a way that, because you usually, right, if you are just a normal user, you don't get to express yourself. Mm. But all these um, little things, we allow them to appear on our partner big billboards and they can have like a short session to share with the world what is their aspiration, what is their passion, but in the avatar form. Oh. Mm. Okay. So how, how, do they, how do they do that? Do they have to use an app or, you know? Yeah. How? So right now, uh, Pop-Up Metaverse, um, we, we are like scaling from, right now it's about 15 uh, island-wide in Singapore and we are scaling to about 100 of them. So all these people, they don't even need to do much. They just need to stand in front of a screen. Then they get their avatar. So then after that, if they are really into this experience, right, then they can scan a QR code. They will get their digital uh, photo sent straight to their WhatsApp. Then after that, they can, depending on what they want, they can even capture the, the whole uh, experience and send it to us. Because all our um, email addresses, all our, um, our uh, WhatsApp account, it's linked, right? So yeah, they can then, uh, once they send to us, we will review on a weekly basis and we will choose the most innovative one to feature. So I'm really looking oh, forward so to So does this mean that if I have, uh, if I stand in front of the screen, the camera captures me and then my avatar is shown on the screen. So this avatar can be sent to my phone. Yeah. But can I then turn on my phone and then like the camera would show me as my avatar and then I, when I do this, my avatar moves along with me? Yeah. Is that how it works? So we we are sort of like uh, rolling out a mobile app. It is a continuous uh, product, like uh, as compared to this current hardware version, right? The pop-up metaverse is just step one. So step two, we will have a mobile app that allow them to alter themselves. Like some of them, they they get like for example, I don't know, like blue color hair. They don't like, or like they like uh green color let's say then they can go and alter their hair they can dress up the virtual goods then they get to express themselves in a very unique way that might be very different from some of their peers mm. and based on how they decorate themselves right we will feature some of those mm. people mm. yeah so the mobile app uh it's coming um sometime in christmas <laughs> oh okay uh we also do I mean, from what I'm hearing, I mean, Metaverse is, sounds great, but as with anything that's good, there can also be mm. implications, right? So what are some of the implications uh, that we could be facing with the Metaverse? Yeah. Um, 
a few. <laughs> okay. First thing is right now, a lot of people also talk about the privacy issue. Mm. Yeah. So the privacy issue is interesting that we are right now uh, this under part of the PDPC IMDA program, uh, in fact, supported by Meta. Uh, we work on the consent in the metaverse. So we allow people like for example using thumbs up they can get their digital photo because our computer vision will pick pick it up right then using like a okay sign they can delete their photo so we don't keep that deleted photo uh, mm. so that's one so i think as the privacy concern uh, continue to arise technology company has to evolve with it and i think for our kind of company, it's really good to have a lawyer to, to do this because I'm super aware of uh, what's going on and probably can execute it slightly better mm. uh, due to familiarity. Yeah. Secondly, it's also the fact that uh, a lot of parents, right, they are worried about addictions. Mm. Like, just kept going into play games for like six hours, eight hours, right? The concern is real. Mm. Mm. And uh, I mean, for me personally, I've been also very worried about child predators, child predators, mm. uh, sexual harassment, mm. um, not knowing how to use, I mean, already as it is with the internet, right? A lot of, a lot of young people may not know how to use it responsibly, responsibly. What more the metaverse where everything as of now is still at its very initial stages. Uh, there are no policing mm. in place yet simply because I, I suppose n nobody knows what is going to happen yet, mm. right? Uh, and then and so that's really one of my biggest concerns about the metaverse. Right. Uh, I hear you. So I think to be fair, when, when we participated in the program, right, you will be surprised. The governments, um, I mean, as in they are extremely progressive. Mm. And they are also learning like how all this uh, data can affect uh, each other and how they can mitigate the race, even including like putting all these uh, companies like technology companies like us to enroll into this kind of program. Uh, it is one of the efforts as well that mm. they are trying to police. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so it's really quite interesting to see that uh, the whole industry is evolving. And as parents, maybe you can set a framework <laughs> for your for your kids but not uh really to restrict them like you can't go and play games and all that um yeah maybe a framework is good <laughs> i i think um as I, as i'm thinking about this right like um, as with anything new and i talk about this fear of uh, sexual harassment and and child predators and all that when you enter the metaverse and at this point when you say you can do anything you want mm. uh I mean, I'm just imagining the worst case scenario, like your avatar, an avatar is just stripping in front of you, mm. you know, and all that. You know, it, it you you don't know how to control it. Mm. Uh, you you you, and as a someone who is not aware, you know, especially if the young people are using it, and then they enter and they see something like that, and then you know, it becomes, it it, it can be it can be a real problem. Uh, I think as with uh, some of the, the 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 apps, I think even with TikTok as well. I think mm. when they came up and there were a lot of people who use it for you know the that yeah. kind of a purpose, but then as along the way they start to implement certain rules or they start to implement certain uh, what's the word like bots or something to to sort of 
the moment they they, they detect certain certain kind of image or yes. certain kind of words, they they kind of block you. Yeah. So you don't get seen. I think it's things like that that if we have all these measures in place to protect uh, the the community in mm. in the metaverse, then I think it can be something very powerful. Yeah. Right, for, uh, for 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 the next generation to experience. Uh, having said that, I think uh, this other part that you're talking about, which is uh, how can we how can we talk to our children about it, right? How can we prevent the addiction? Because this is the biggest uh, fear that we all have, that the youths are, they are turning to this make-believe world because they can be who they want, they can express who they uh, themselves, and suddenly this world becomes more attractive mm. than the real world, mm. right? Maybe in this world, I'm like a big brother, you know? Like I've got <laughs> a lot of like... Um, like 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 Xiongti, you know, I've got a lot of people who 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 look up to me, but maybe in my real life, I'm 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 someone who's bullied, and people don't really, uh, uh, sort of, even notice my 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 existence. Yeah, and and that can be very addictive because, you know, I want to feel that sense of power. I want, and then they start going, and going and spending too much time there. So, what was your experience like as a child also playing? Because you, you, you said mm. that you also play games and then you also mentioned that your father likes to hear you say that you're studying. Mm. So, how, what was it like in your family for yourself growing up? Yeah, for myself, um, because they were so, they were separated, mm. then for us, it was like the case, <laughs> I don't know, like, to be honest, like, because growing up in Malaysia, not too much rules, I must say. Uh, they set a framework like so long as you pass this, this, like these subjects and all that they almost allowed me to do almost anything and you know the, the interesting part when your parents allow you to do so much right I don't feel like really go and do the, the bad things mm. and, and also when they set the framework and all that they I realised even my parents are separated my dad will educate me like will bring me along to some of his business meetings and when I join his business meetings right I get very inspired mm. like from a even from a very young age right mm, I want to run a business mm. like you know even back then of course my dad will not agree because my dad think that our oh, business is bad uh, very dangerous for for a lady for for uh, my daughter but yeah, you know what? As parents, if you lead by example, you will notice that the kids actually follow. And if you set a framework not to go so <laughs> in detail to restrict them too much, the kids will not be so rebellious. Mm. Yeah, it is the reverse that works. <laughs> you must have also grown up in quite a loving environment. I think you, you mm. also received enough attention and love from your father. Yeah. Your siblings? You have siblings? Yeah, I have a brother. So I think uh, overall, um, it's also the kid's motivation. I would say all this, it, it links back to what the kid really want to do. Mm. I don't have kids yet, but I, I can imagine like sometimes it's about empowering like our kids, empowering them to be who they want to be. And also another perspective is that it doesn't mean that your kids, right, go and play games. That means they are doing something bad. Sometimes uh, this era, right, 2022 or like 2030, a lot of uh, new occupations uh, has arrived. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean that the kid 
keep going than play games, that means equals to not good. Look at all the unicorns. A lot of them, like Razor, whoever, they are all also... Uh, I mean, they also train themselves from playing games as well. Mm. Then somehow it, it turns right. For myself, I'm still learning. But I think that allowing them to be who they want to be and set a high-level framework is important. Mm. So what... what what would you say is your responsibility as a tech founder? It's almost like the sentence, right? If I can't beat them, I will join them. Mm. I foresee the this. I'm like really taking the last train to join them. And I, I foresee that if we just ignore and don't learn about the metaverse, for example, it will not uh, help us as a person, as a mother, or like um, as as a human being like in your society because it's a lack of knowledge that causes all these confusions and also all these um, negative uh, actions. So I think as a tech founder, I will take full responsibilities. In fact, I wrote my own privacy policy terms of service for all our offerings. Mm. Of course, down the road, I may also make mistakes, but I will take full responsibilities of even all my mistakes and I want to do it right. That Therefore, why we even bother to spend some time with the government agencies to go and iron out the consent in the metaverse, right? Uh, while this is all like works in progress, but I would encourage anyone that is the in the same industry to do so. Mm, so what sort of people are you looking to attract into your industry? Not yourself. <laughs> huh? I'm like so clueless about about gaming and technology. No, no, you you have a following mm. because after all, you are you are like a lot of people's role model. Mm. That's a fact. You probably uh, have to recognize that. And even for example, like your social media, you have a large following. So, I would like to attract the influential people and put the skeptical all the all the um your negative thoughts about the metaverse away first and listen to founders like us that we are doing real world applications mm. we bring real value to let's say like venues brands events we bring real applications and not to just uh because a lot of them they think that Metaverse equals to scam. Mm. So it's quite unfortunate that way. So I really hope to remove um, this wrong, this myth, misconception. And I hope to attract talented people like yourself. <laughs> for real. I think one of the things that struck me about what you said during our pre-chat was that you're not looking to replace the real world. Mm. You are looking to enhance it, which is also the reason why you work so hard to not create an entirely virtual world, mm. right? Maybe you want to elaborate a little bit on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I can understand why a technology founder, they want to build a complete virtual world. Uh, to build a complete virtual world, is, it is easier. We started that way. Mm. We didn't start straight away, go and incorporate a shopping mall to, to our uh, applications. As much as 
uh, founders, we are we we have to make profits. Um, I I really want to do it another way. So I think that this current world that we are living in needs a lot of attention. Therefore, what we do is we allow venues, brands, events to have a second life. We, we remarket their product using a metaverse strategy. Mm. And we are not replacing them for sure. We just give them a second life that they can even boost purchases, get sales by collaborating with platforms like us. Mm. And we have the liberty to go and uh, build a complete virtual world. But we are having such an operational headaches and also all these crazy thoughts right, to really go and talk with like malls, venues. It's hard. It's damn hard because like approvals after approvals, they will tell you no most of the time. And yet we take all this hardship and all these challenges. We just focus on the outcome. We want the real world to exist in the metaverse mm. and so long as i'm in the company i will make sure real world application offline first approach well said now where can our listeners and viewers find you then oh my name is uh bell bay so uh it's a jingle bell bell uh b-e-h <laughs> so just find me on linkedin i'm i'm most active there Okay, thank yeah. you so much for joining me today, Belle. Thank you. Thanks. I hope we've um, given you a brief idea of what the metaverse is because honestly, there's so much literature that's surrounding this topic. We've come to the end of this episode. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star review and be sure to follow us on Spotify. A video version of this podcast is available on YouTube, so check it out too. Bye. This was the Zoda Pop Podcast.